Well, hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited that you decided to join us for another week of New Song Saturday. Um, this is part two of last week. So if you missed last week, you want to jump back to last week and you want to catch it. This is all about the song Highlands. Um, and, and the point of last week's, just, just to give you a reminder, is that a song of ascent is a song for the journey. It's, it's a song you sing on the way. Um, and I just want you to have that in the back of your mind for the rest of this podcast. I'm going to go ahead and skip to the end right now and tell you exactly what this song is, is about. I'm taking a risk. I know it. Please listen to the whole thing still, but I'm going to skip to the end right now and just tell you. Um, and it comes out of Hebrews 13. It, and it's, it's Hebrews 13, 8, and here it is. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Amen. Let's take a look. I will praise you on the mountains And I will praise you in the mountains in my way You're the sun I will praise you in the valley all the same. No less God in the shadows. No less faithful when the night leads me astray. You're the heaven where my heart is. In the highlands, in the heartache all the same. Okay, so before we get too in deep with this song, we need to go way back to the beginning. The um, I want to take a, an in-depth look at the Old Covenant and um, specifically the sacrifices that were used in their worship ceremonies. Now, now this is way back For the new covenant, and that's and that's that's our agreement now with Christ. But um, in this time, the Israelites are commanded by God to make sacrifices that atone for their sins um, against their portion of the covenant. Now, now this is any time that they are in rebellion against God. What we know is that they are always in rebellion against God. Like just read the Old Testament time and time and time again they are rebelling against God. What we now know is 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 that sin is not just a thing we do, it's in us. And so of course we're just gonna keep sinning and sinning and sinning. That's part of the curse. Um but looking at this covenant there were all kinds of sacrifices involved in the atonement. There were grain, there was wheat, there was animal, there's there's a ton. Um, I want to f- I want to focus mainly for a second on who was practicing these sacrifices.
the Lord had appointed the line of Levi, which is 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 just a tribe, and out of that he would raise up high priests. Now, now these high priests they had an incredibly special and important job. They would go before the Lord God in the temple and offer these sacrifices and do these rituals on behalf of all of Israel. And so, and so this person is acting symbolically for the entirety of Israel. If anyone else were to go in and try to do these sacrifices or even step foot inside of the temple, they would be killed. Um, anyone who wasn't consecrated as a priest, as one of these high priests, they were killed. So the question should come to your mind, what made these people so special? How did they become priests? How did they become holy enough for something like this? You know how far beneath your glory Does your kindness extend the path From where your feet rest on the sunrise To where you sweep the sinner's path So this is in Exodus 29. Um, this is, I'm going to save you a ton of graphic, and they are incredibly graphic details of how these ordinary, sinful people have become holy enough to enter the temple before God. Now, now this is just the cliff notes. You really want to go back and read this. There is a ton of symbolism here, but um, all this is out of Exodus 29. So first they would be dressed in these beautiful royal garments and anointed. And then, then a bull would be brought out and it, it would be sacrificed and then a goat. And then the blood would be covered ceremonially all over the altar and all, and all over their bodies um, in, in very specific places. And then the goat of the the goat was eaten, but the remains of the bull were taken outside of the camp and burned as a sin offering. Now put a pin in that thought for a moment. Then you follow these same instructions for the bull, which was a sin offering, for seven days. Each day you would sacrifice two lambs, one in the morning, one at nighttime, and then and only then would the altar be most holy. And then and only then would the Lord meet his people there. Scripture even says that anyone who touches the altar then would be made holy. Now, hopefully you do go back and read it, but it is it is incredibly detailed. I and mean, it's easy to look at all these details and say, wow, this is this is too much. I'm going to skip it. This is meaningless. Um, but God is telling a very important story. He's setting up something big. You know how fast would you come running If just a shadow me through the night Chase my steps through all my failures And walk me out Cause from the greatest of all valleys Come the pastures we call grace A mighty river flowing upwards From the deep but empty grave 
Okay, so I want to bring us all the way back now. Um, remember the verse in Hebrews 13, and we're still talking about a song for the journey, a song of ascent. Our verse in Hebrews 13, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13, it goes on, and this is what it says. Do not be carried away. Now, this this is verse 9, right after verse 8. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. We have an altar from which those who minister at the tabernacle have no right to eat. He's talking about what we just read. It goes on. Now, don't miss this. The high priest carries the blood of animals into the most holy place as a sin offering, but the bodies are burned outside of the camp. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make people holy through his own blood. I'm going to read that again because it should blow your mind hearing it with Exodus 29. And so Jesus also suffered outside the city gate to make people holy through his own blood. Let us then go to him outside the camp, bearing the disgrace that he bore. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Think about that. Here we do not have an enduring city. Remember, we're on a journey. Remember last week's, we're, we're moving to that new city. We're looking for the city that is to come. God is telling a story. Don't miss it. Who can dare to see the mountain, the valley hill called Calvary? But for the one I call good shepherd Who like a lamb was slain for me Do you hear that? Do you see the story that God was telling all along That Jesus is our sin offering? Of course we get that and wait, the altar? Oh, right, the table of grace. Yeah. yeah, we know that Jesus saying, this is my body. He is our portion that consecrates us as holy. But sacrifices weren't just a way to atone for our sin. No, they were a way to worship God. A way to show our our gratitude and affection and awe, a way to call upon the Lord in times of trouble, a way to seek blessing, a way to maintain our relationship. So how do we do that now that Jesus has given himself as the only true sacrifice? Well, let's keep reading. This is verse 15 right after word picked off. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise. The fruit of lips that openly profess his name and do not forget to do good and to share with others for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Wow, hold on, let's put this all together. Let's start at the top. Jesus is the same no matter where we are, right? 
Like he is always the same, whether we're in heartbreak, whether we're on the mountaintops, he is the same no matter what. That's number one. Number two, Jesus took the place of our sin offering and made us holy. And number three, we show our affection towards God with a sacrifice of praise. Now, I don't have a ton of time to get into this, but I wonder, when's the last time you offered praise that felt like a sacrifice? Praise that costed you something. Praise that made you look like a fool. Praise when all your heart felt like doing was cursing. When's the last time you raised your hands knowing the full cost of, of, of the judgment of those around you? When is the last time you worshiped only because of how it blessed the Lord and not at all because of what you received from it? Laid aside your preferences in music and and behavior and atmosphere and attitude and even your emotional preferences all for the sake of his glory because guess what that is what it means to act or offer up a sacrifice of praise because if it truly is all about him then guess what Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today in forever our praise it shouldn't change it shouldn't vary it should be it shouldn't be tossed about with the waves of our emotion or or the waves of what song is good or the waves of of how good the band is playing or even outside of a worship service on Sunday morning it shouldn't be tossed around by our life's circumstances because our praise isn't about us it's a sacrifice for him and he's still the same no matter what we're going through no matter where we are in this journey our Lord is the same he's the same church it's it's easy to hear me say this in um and honestly it's easy to say this um but it doesn't make it easy to do not even for me i mean this is my job and i still struggle with this you know i mean this is part of what makes us human but just because we struggle with it doesn't mean that we get a way out of it. This is still our call. This is still our challenge. This is still our responsibility. And honestly, as a person who loves the Lord, this is what I desire for him. I desire to be a person who worships in the highlands and in the heartache. In the highlands, in the 